Hey, Josh here with the Wild West Extravaganza. We will get to Doc Holiday in just a moment, but I do have a few announcements. First off, this episode is unlike anything I've ever recorded in that it is very visually dependent. I decided to go ahead and release it to you here via RSS, but for the full effect, you're going to have to head on over to YouTube. I know, pain in the ass. You don't have to, though. Just letting you know it is an option, and the episode will make a lot more sense if you watch the video. You can search YouTube for the Wild West Extravaganza, and you will find the channel, or you can head there directly at youtube.com forward slash Wild West Extravaganza. I know these last couple of weeks have been a little strange, first with the re-release of the Wild Bill Hickok series, then a bonus episode from Shipwrecks and Sea Dogs, and now this. And that's mostly because Daddy's been on a much overdue vacation. Didn't want to leave you high and dry, though. Don't worry, this is a working vacation. Got a lot going on in the background. I am finalizing a pretty lengthy episode on Claude Dallas, along with Harry Tracy and Soapy Smith. I know I keep teasing Tracy and Soapy, but I promise you they are coming soon. I just didn't want to rush them. I'm also going to be putting out a little something on the great Bass Reeves. And after that, we'll likely move on to the Dakota War of 1862 and John Wesley Harden. As always, I'm working on about a dozen things all at once, so you'll probably also get a few shorter episodes tossed into the mix, kind of like this. Also, if you use Google Podcasts to listen to the Wild West Extravaganza, please be aware that they will be shutting down completely in 2024. Unfortunately, this means that you will need to find a replacement podcast listening app. You got a lot of choices, though. If you've got an Android device, I recommend the app that I personally use, Podcast Addict. There's also Pocket Cast, CastBox, AntennaPod, Audible, Amazon Music, Podbean, Player FM, Podcast Republic, and of course, Spotify. If you've got an iPhone, then you should already have Apple Podcasts installed on your phone. Several of the apps I just mentioned are also available on Apple devices like Spotify, Audible, Amazon, Pocket Cast. And then there's Castro, which I believe is Apple exclusively, and I've heard a lot of good things about them. And if you listen to Google Podcasts from your laptop or PC, a lot of the apps I just mentioned also have desktop versions. If you have any difficulty at all making the switch, please do not hesitate to reach out. I'll even record a video or something like that just to help the uh, process go a little smoother. Remember, this only affects you if you listen to the Wild West Extravaganza on Google Podcasts. This show will still be available everywhere else. All right, without further ado, let's talk a little Doc Holiday. This is 100% not Doc Holiday. I know, I thought it was too for the longest of time. Truth is, it's really a French immigrant by the name of John Escapul. Mr. Escapul lived in Tombstone, owned a mine just outside of town, and even had him in office a stone's throw away from the OK Corral. But despite his image being used for numerous books and documentaries and even tattoos, he weren't Doc Holiday. Fun fact. John Escapul passed away in October of 1926. But believe it or not, his legacy lives on in the form of his grandson, Dusty Escapul, who for the better part of the last decade has been serving as the mayor of, you guessed it, Tombstone. This next photo is interesting. You can find it literally everywhere. Hell, you do a Google search for Doc Holliday and it's the first image that pops up. At least for me. While I will stop short of saying that this picture is definitely not Doc Holliday, 
I will say that it's not recognized by historians as being a verified photo. It was allegedly taken in Tombstone in the early part of 1882 by photographer and future lawman C.S. Fly. What's more, Bat Masterson, who personally knew Holiday, did use it as Doc's likeness in an article he published in 1907. But so far as I can tell, per the experts, there is no true provenance linking this image to Holiday. And full disclosure, but Masterson's account of Doc may not be the most accurate biography of the man ever written. As of this recording, there remains just two official, authenticated photos of the legendary Doc Holliday. First, you got this one, taken in Philadelphia when Doc was a wee lad of 20 and graduating from dental school. From there, Holliday would head down to St. Louis for a spell, then Atlanta, and finally, after being diagnosed with tuberculosis, Texas. While Doc did initially find employment as a tooth jerker over in Dallas, he soon found better luck at the poker table. And besides, his fellow gamblers seemed to mind his coffin a whole hell of a lot less than his patients did. So it were that Holiday began making the circuit. Denver, Cheyenne, Deadwood, Kansas. And then, around about 1877, he found his way back to Texas, where incidentally he met and befriended Wyatt Earp. It's also there in Texas where Holiday got shot and fell in love with a whore by the name of Big Nose Kate. Not sure which one's worse, to be honest with you. By the summer of 78, Holiday was in Dodge City, still practicing dentistry part-time, if you can imagine that. But by Christmas, he had made his way to Las Vegas, New Mexico, not Nevada. While Doc would travel back and forth to Kansas and take part in the Royal Gorge War, he soon returned to Vegas and opened up his own drinking establishment with fellow Dodge City alumni John Joshua Webb. But you know how Holiday was, always on the damn move chasing that dragon. Wasn't long before Doc found his way to Prescott, Arizona, where, in the year of our Lord, 1879, he posed for the only other authenticated photo. Sadly, it's a little grainy and hard to make out. Now, this picture right here and the one from dental school both have a clear and direct line of providence straight back to the Holiday family. Aside from having a time machine and personally witnessing the cameraman say cheese, that's about as close to certain as we can get to knowing that these do truly portray Doc. But as it turns out, there may be a third photo. This was taken in front of the Old Town Jail in Las Vegas back in 1880, either during or shortly after the murder trial of the aforementioned J.J. Webb. Remember, he and Doc had gone into business together. Matter of fact, Webb was quite the busy little bee around this time. Not only did he find himself appointed as the town marshal of Las Vegas, but he also took to running with a bunch of crooks known as the Dodge City Gang. But Josh, you said they were in Vegas! Yeah, they were. Don't let that name trip you up. Long story short, in addition to Webb, the gang also included guys like Dave Rudabaugh and Mysterious Dave Mather. And they all knew each other from back in Dodge. Now, these boys were supposed to be lawmen, but the truth is they were out there robbing with both hands. Finally, Webb shot and killed a guy, supposedly in the line of duty, wink, wink. But nevertheless, he would be accused of murder. Hence this photograph of him standing there in front of the jail. See the shackles? And this guy here is the one that folks think could maybe be our very own John Henry Doc Holliday. Here's what we know. Holliday did return to Las Vegas during this period. He was in court on the very same day that Webb committed that alleged murder. And a month later, when Webb was convicted, Doc was still in town. Whether or not he and J.J. Webb were the best of friends, I can't say. But they were partners in that saloon. They went back all the way to Kansas together. And legend has it that Holiday did a little dental work on Webb in the form of a gold tooth. Considering all of that, I don't think it's a stretch to imagine Doc paying J.J. a visit in jail. 
And you got to admit that this mystery man does fit the description. Tall, kind of thin, same style dark mustache. And most telling of all, he seems to be sporting a coat awful similar to the one the Holiday wears in that photo from 1879. At the end of the day, nobody knows for sure whether or not this is Doc Holiday, And I doubt we'll ever be able to show actual provenance. But it is still pretty cool. Now, no mention of fake or potentially fake Doc Holiday photographs would be complete without bringing up what I consider to be the granddaddy of them all. You've probably already seen it, but if not, it's often referred to as the gathering, supposedly taken to Hunter Hot Springs, Montana in 1883. Not only is it asserted that Doc Holliday appears in this image, but also Wyatt Earp, his brother Morgan, Teddy Roosevelt, Liver Eaton Johnson, Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid, Bat Masterson, and the law west of the Pecos, Judge Roy Bean. Now, if this picture was legit, it would be the greatest known collection of Old West legends all in one spot, right? Unfortunately, there are quite a few problems. First of all, Morgan Earp was already dead in 1883, so I doubt that's him unless Wyatt dug his ass up and carried him all the way up there to Montana. Also, Butch Cassidy would have only been like 16 or 17. Still, there are those that maintain that it's Virgil, not Morgan, and that the photo was taken in 86 as opposed to 83. Now, if that was the case, then it is a little more probable. After all, Roosevelt was in Montana in 1886. Butch and Sundance were working not too far away, and Oliver Eaton Johnson was known to enjoy the springs. Oh my. Before you get too excited, though, I do feel like I should point out that most of the people in the picture have been identified. For example, this guy here who's labeled as Butch Cassidy, in reality, is Franklin Rich, owner of the Rich Hotel there at Hunter Hot Springs. And most of these others are simply just locals. Nary a famous outlaw or lawman in the bunch. As for Holiday, he was in Colorado in 1883 when the gathering photo was taken, and by 1886, he would have been far too sick to travel. The consumption was really working a number on Doc, and finally, on November 8, 1887, at just 36 years of age, John Henry Holiday passed on to the other side. Which leads us to this photo. As you can clearly see, this is Doc Holliday's gravestone, located at the Linwood Cemetery in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Hell, you may have even seen it in person. But did you know that Holliday may not be buried underneath it? It's important to note that this is not the original marker, which had went missing in the early 1900s, only to be replaced a few decades later in 1956. Of course, by that time, everybody who knew where Doc was buried were themselves six feet under. And there is some debate as to whether or not this gravestone is in the right location. Yet another story states that on the day of the funeral, the weather was too bad to haul Doc up to the top of the hill, so they temporarily buried him elsewhere. And then, once springtime came around, they forgot where the hell he was. Also, there are rumors that Doc was reinterred and now rests beside his daddy over in Georgia. Now, me personally, I don't know where the truth lies, nor do I know for sure where Doc Holliday lies. I just hope wherever he's at, he's finally at peace. I don't go, we do have one more photo to discuss. I was just about done preparing this episode when I noticed the following comment on YouTube from Stephen Bartlett. Stephen wrote, If you do a podcast on Doc Holiday, could you cover the photographs claiming to be Holiday? Personally, I believe the picnic photo is legitimate. Well, Stephen, first of all, great timing. And secondly, I was completely unaware of this picnic photo. So I do appreciate the heads up. I was able to locate it. I'm not going to show it here for legal matters, but I will leave a link in the description. And just for the hell of it, here's an artist rendering. 
And by artist, I mean me, Josh. Apparently, this was taken in April of 1881, and it features 13 people. Adults all the way down to what appears to be a toddler. They're all dressed up nice and relaxing in front of a boulder or rock wall of some sort. And among them, allegedly, is Morgan Earp, Doc Holliday, and Doc's gal pal, Big Nose Kate. And, okay, I mean, the guy that some think is Morgan does have that big, distinctive Earp mustache. And the supposed Doc Holliday is noticeably thin or gaunt, almost sickly looking. Definitely fits the image of a guy all ed up by tuberculosis. Now, there's very little information online regarding this photo, but it does appear to currently be for sale on a few different auction sites. And according to at least one of those sites, it has been, air quotes, authenticated by a forensic expert. So here's the thing. I don't know how legit this so-called picnic photo is, but I will say I do recognize the name of one person involved, and it immediately set off alarm bells. Now, I decided a long time ago that I would not use the Wild West extravaganza to spread negativity or stir shit or get involved in drama or anything like that. I'm just here to educate and hopefully entertain. With that in mind, I'm not going to drop anybody's name here. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but just know that this person in question has been wrong in the past on more than one occasion. And not all authentications are created the same. I'll leave it at that. For what it's worth, I did reach out to a guy who's very knowledgeable about such things, the great Dan Buck, and his opinion about this picnic photo was summed up with just one word, laughable. Mr. Buck also said that the image does indeed lack provenance. And really, man, that's what it all comes down to with these pictures. Whether we're talking about Billy the Kid or Doc Holliday or whoever, there must be a record of ownership or something that positively ties it back to the subject in question. We cannot just go by our eyes. If we walk around authenticating every picture of somebody who happens to look like a famous historical figure, then you're going to end up with a lot of photos at auction of Daniel Day-Lewis claiming to be Abraham Lincoln. By the way, this picnic photo, just like the famous Billy the Kid croquet picture, is still for sale. Nobody has bought it. And that speaks volumes. I kind of feel like if it was the real deal Holyfield, a legit collector would have swooped in by now. All right, that's all I got. Adios. Adios.